0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to What Are You?, a podcast exploring aspects of race and identity through a biracial and multiracial lens. I'm your co-host, Paula Thomas, and I'm joined with my brother, Mr. Stacy Thomas. What's going on, y'all? So, Stace, uh, what's going on today?
1: It's summertime, so there's summertime vibes going on when there's sun and beaches and, and fun. And I think one of the biggest activities to do during the summer is actually going to the movies. Summer
0: blockbusters. Yes.
1: And one movie in particular, I think it is actually worth us discussing on this podcast. And that is Jordan Peele's Nope. And Jordan Peele has made two other major films, which are Get Out and Us. And this is his third entry into filmmaking. He's already received an Oscar for best adapted screenplay for his first film, Get Out. So he's definitely seen in Hollywood
0: as a very potent creative force. Yeah, Jordan Peele coming from a comedy background and having his directorial debut uh, as one of the few Black directors out there in Hollywood, uh, and to choose the genre of horror and to win that Oscar that you were saying, Stace, uh, is pretty amazing and interesting. And his first film, Get Out, was sort of a cultural moment and that a lot of people saw and, and looked at. And he's continuing on staying within this genre. So he, it's an interesting place uh, for him to be. By the
1: way, we are not going to give any spoilers mm. for this movie. For those who haven't seen it, they're listening to podcasts, they're like, Stacy, probably like, Listen, you're talking about a movie you haven't seen yet. Don't talk about it. We are not going to spoil any plot points. Mm-hmm. So just be aware of that.
0: Yeah, no spoilers here. But there's still a lot to talk about.
1: Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about the title. The title of the film is nope. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that's so significant?
0: Well, I think that black people, when we engage in movies, it's definitely an interactive thing. Mm-hmm. We like to talk to the screen. Mm-hmm. We try to be more polite in, in the movie theater nowadays. But I remember being younger and going to a movie theater in a black neighborhood and there was, it was talking all the time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's part of it. It's part right. of the experience.
0: So I think that often when black people are interacting especially with this genre of horror and scariness, somebody goes down that back alley, their response is like, don't do it. Mm-mm. You know, they're, they're shouting at the actor. You should know better. We all know where this is going to go. And so I think that nope is sort of like that. Don't do it. Danger uh, feeling. And I also think it's also, you know, I also think that the space that African-Americans, you know, live in and occupy is often very precarious. And so I think we're also attuned more to a lot of different types of dangers, and, you know, will warn each other about those dangers. And I think that nope kind of comes from that. And even though I, I think nope is used by, you know, all peoples, I don't think it's exclusive to African Americans, but I think it's probably a word that African Americans might use more often.
1: Yeah, I like how you said that. It's a, it's a risk assessment
0: mm-hmm. word,
1: <laughs> like, nope, I've already assessed this situation. And no, I'm not messing with it. Right. And so I'm either not going to go in that particular, I'm not going to eat that particular food. I'm not going to drive down this space. I'm not going to. Go camping. I'm not going to go camping. I'm not (laughs) going to enter into a space where I don't feel comfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just say, nope,
0: and I'm going to do something different. So, Yeah, and there's a history of that amongst African Americans. We talk about things like green books, which were guides to tell Black people where it was safe for them to be. Exactly, exactly.
1: And this word, I think, really encapsulates that feeling and our ability to, like what you said, Paula, like the self-preservation mm-hmm. ideas. I think it's, it's in there, and I think it's a brilliant title.
0: So the movie takes place in Los Angeles County with a pair of siblings who own a horse ranch who train horses to work in the entertainment industry for commercials, TV, and films.
1: Yeah, and so but one of the very first things is referenced is that the very first motion picture has images of a jockey riding a horse. Mm-hmm. And what is given in the background in this movie is that jockey is actually of African descent. Mm-hmm. And they give a history of that actual jockey. That history actually isn't really true. Uh, we actually don't know mm-hmm. what happened to that. But it shows that there actually has been Black folks since the inception of motion pictures.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a couple things to break down here. You know, one, you and I, So we grew up in L.A., and so and I think uh, L.A. gets a bad rap sometimes because a lot of people like to sneer at it and they're like, oh, it's Hollywood and it's all fake. And and yeah, that's a, there's a strain of that for sure. But it buries the, uh, the diversity and history of Los Angeles. It's one of the biggest metro areas uh, in the United States. It's majority people of color. L.A. has one of the largest Latino populations within the U.S., And African Americans migrated to California and to specifically to LA for decades during the great migration out of the South, which is also the story of our family and and how our family ended up in Los Angeles. Also, you have a large Asian population, of course, which, you know, Korean, Japanese, but especially Chinese, which again, is also part of our family's history. Our family came from China and immigrated in and settled in Los Angeles. And so there's this uh, whole diversity there is that the idea that any of those people would be working in with, within the Hollywood uh, entertainment system is a given. Our great-grandfather actually worked at a costume store that developed and made costumes for TV. So it's not unusual or weird uh, for us. And the last thing I'll say is that, it, again, for us, uh, our father... Uh, has a love for the Western genre and also wanted to own his own horses. And he did. And so, Stacey, you and I, you know, used to go to the ranch sometimes as kids and hang out there with the horses. And so we had direct, we had a direct visual of a Black man with horses, you know, with animals in that space. And so I don't think it's particularly unusual for us to see that on, on screen, but it's also great to see that reflected back.
1: Yeah, and I would say that makes sense in terms of the casting Mm -hmm. of this movie. So I think the four main characters of this movie are all people of color. Mm -hmm. You have this sibling pair played by Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer that are black. You have another person that is of Latino descent, and you have somebody of Asian descent. And what we know is that a lot of times in the, the horror genre or sci-fi or suspense genre, there will be people of color in those movies, but they often don't center them their, their cultural identities. Right. And in this one movie in particular, at least the two main characters, the Daniel Kalu and Kiki Palmer characters, their blackness is very present. In fact, they kick off the movie talking about their legacy as black people in filmmaking,
0: now, I think you're right, Stace. When you have a person of color sort of within this genre, yes, you could have like a black person like like Brandy, and I know what you did last summer kind of movies, where probably her blackness isn't necessarily centered. I mean, it's you know, it's it's a centered more around this group. and it's centered around a white gaze of who they are as opposed to uh, when people of color are in spaces with themselves you know, their cultural identity uh, will come through more.
1: Yeah, I call this the J-Lo effect.
0: Mm, Because
1: Jennifer Lopez has had, you know, been in movies for a while. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I think she was in Hustlers, which just came out a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. where her cultural identity is actually even part of the movie. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's like not. Right. (laughs) At all. Uh, She just kind of is, like she's there as a woman, but she's not there usually as a Latina woman. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens in some of these uh, horror movies. There are people of color, there's black, uh, Asian, Latinx people, but... Their identities aren't part of it, and I like how you stated that, Paula. It's usually more about the group, and they're one of many, usually like young people that maybe eat, meet their uh, untimely demise. <laughs> <laughs> but their actual cultural identity isn't isn't part of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's one particular thing that I thought was interesting is that the Asian male character played by Stephen Yun uh, is actually his partner his wife is actually a white woman
0: mm-hmm.
1: which we we're pointing out paula that that happens all the time but we actually don't get to see that portrayal on screen mm-hmm. that often like okay. it's 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 super rare well it's interesting you know Stephen young actually became into prominence through the walking dead and actually he was paired with a white woman like that that's that was the pairing that was in the comic books mm-hmm. that's how it happened but it's outside of i think the henry golding who you might know from crazy rich asians he i think he's in a movie with amelia clark like around holiday time that's the i don't know who that is yeah but it's it's rare that the the there's an asian male even asian male lead and the asian male lead is paired with somebody that is an asian really
0: right And just to be honest with our viewers, uh, I I think that Jordan Peele is an interesting director, but, you know, horror is just really not my favorite genre. (laughs) Um, As I mentioned before, the precariousness of Black life, and sometimes I'm just on the weekend, I don't want to be freaked out. So uh, that's not something, it's not a genre that I gravitate towards. uh, But the young people are really interested in this genre and really support it.
1: Yeah, I was a classroom educator, and one time I was going out with my advisory of middle school students, and I think I was trying to, I don't know if I was trying to reward them, or we're just going to do it anyway, but we're like, let us we're going to take a field trip on a Saturday, and we're going to go, let's go to the movies, Mm -hmm. and the movie that they overwhelmingly wanted to see was a horror movie. And like yourself, like I usually don't go to the movie theater to watch horror movies. That's really not my thing. But since they wanted to do this, I said, okay, let's go. And what that really did for me is that pinpointed like how much young people, particularly young people of color, Black and Latinx youth, really, really enjoy going to the movies to watch horror films.
0: Why do you think that is? Well, I think
1: uh young people in general since the genre has been around in film have gone to see horror movies they 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 like that thrill of of suspense or being scared or frightened that's really been for over 70 years now mm-hmm. but but what i've noticed is you know you see these sometimes you think cheesy trailers of of horror movies and you're seeing yourself like how are these how are these movies still being made? Because it doesn't seem like super deep or relevant films.
0: Sophisticated.
1: Sophisticated films are like, how are they, why are these movies still being made? And what you realize is they're making money. Mm. These films are actually making money. And, you know, outside of these, I mentioned, as I started the show, some are blockbusters, things that are like not Marvel or Mm -hmm. Star Wars or Minions or Pixar. Things that keep These movie houses afloat,
0: a lot of times, are these small-budget horror movies. Yeah, horror movies in Hollywood have a history of being low-budget. It's often the place where B and C actors would go, or actors whose careers are on the decline. And I think especially when we think about old Hollywood... Yes, there are those Oscar-winning blockbusters who are part of the history canon. But those movie studios pumped out a bunch of stuff, a bunch of different serials, uh, different types of, you know, genres of Westerns and all these things. And these horror movies were definitely a part of it. And uh, Westerns specifically took off even more uh, when TV came out because they were used as some of the early, you know, TV shows and serials that would run at that time. And so I think it's interesting that Nope is a horror movie, but uh, references a lot some of, that, some of that Western elements. And it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of Westerns made these days. Maybe get like one a year. The harder they fall? Yeah, yeah, that's one. <laughs> For sure. Of course, when we look at those old Westerns now, uh, some of those things are problematic, especially uh, their view of Native Americans and also the complete you know, lawlessness of them. Speaking of these genres and these types, there's also this idea of uh, black or African American like uh, science fiction and fantasy and Afrofuturism, which I think was encapsulated a lot with the uh, uh, Wakanda in the Black Panther, which yes. is a which is a a type of black futurism where black people get to explore a future for themselves that is not wrapped up in white supremacy, basically. Uh, hopefully, or or maybe it does, and it has remnants of that. But it's a different future where they can see for themselves, and they can imagine, and also, you know, we also don't get a. There's not a lot of like black science fiction and fantasy, but I think I think it was that Lovecraft Country came out, and I think that got some acclaim as well. But that's sort of in that fantasy horror uh, genre that features black people as well.
1: Yeah. So. I think the Black Panther example is great. You, It's an example of seeing a civilization that if it didn't have white European colonization, what could have potentially happened? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they, Africa is rich in resources, and one of those resources, you know, definitely has led to the development of the fictional country of Wakanda. But that follows in a great tradition of Afrofuturism that you referenced, Paula uh, Octavia Butler. Um Lovecraft Country, even Tommy Adeyemi's uh, Children of Blood and Bone, mm-hmm. which is I would kind of, it's like a young adult series. I'd say it's kind of like a Harry Potter ish, but with like Black folks mm-hmm. center and like definitely centered around African artifacts and and African traditions in African set. They don't really say it's Africa, but it's like you, mm-hmm. you get the feel that that's what it's like. Mm-hmm. And it's just something refreshing. It's something that we don't often get to see or we don't see enough of.
0: Right. There's a lot to be explored in these areas. And I think there's definitely uh, interest in that. But I say that too, and I, and I know we're centering on blackness uh, specifically with this, but also like, I think that could be true for all different cultures. There's so much that different cultures can bring and perspectives and thoughts to what we watch. I'm interested <laughs> you know, yeah. in what... And what other people do as well, you know, not just uh, just uh, black people. But, of course, I'm interested in what black people do as well.
1: So hopefully the film Nope will lead to other opportunities for other filmmakers of color mm-hmm. to tell their stories centered around their cultural identity and seeing what are some of the possibilities that are out there. That is a big hope I have for Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And like you said, Paul, I'm definitely interested to see what the future holds for young creative minds of color.
0: So if you are into summer blockbusters, you like the horror genre and are okay with some gory scenes and are not squeamish like I am and want to see uh, movies that center around uh, uh, people of color, check out N.O.P.E. Thank you, What Are You Pod listeners, for another great episode. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram at What Are You Pod, where we post when we have new episodes. And also, if you have any feedback or topic ideas or questions for Stacey and I, uh, please email us at WhatareYou1619 at gmail.com.
1: And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a review, especially if you like what you are hearing. And please, if you're listening to any other podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Stitcher, please go ahead and make sure you hit the subscribe so you know when another episode is coming out.
0: I'm Paula Thomas.
1: And I'm Stacy Thomas.
0: So please be safe. Spooky Calavera on the beat, yo. Ooh.